1: Welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Villato, joined as always by Chris Flum. We're going to discuss this 25-22 victory by the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions for the 2023 season over those San Francisco 49ers. And Chris, this was a very, I would say, interesting game. It was a very entertaining game, although it started pretty slow. We had 10 punts in this game, and then the final five drives ended in points with two touchdowns, field goals. We had just sloppy offense, a fumble by each team in the 10-yard line, within the 10-yard line by McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco. You had the muffed punt, which was very consequential. You had a lot of Taylor Swift, and then you also had some I don't want to say questionable decisions in overtime, but certainly the 49ers receiving the football. A lot of people are analyzing that, especially with some of the 49ers players and their comments after the game. It didn't seem like all the players fully knew the rules that were, I mean, it kind of changed because of Patrick Mahomes in that bills game going back a couple of years, the divisional win, which was really exciting. But Chris, what do you want to start here, man? There's a lot to dig into.
2: Yeah. like honestly, I think you kind of summed up the game perfectly. It started slow. It was sloppy. Neither one of these teams played their best game in the first half. Yeah, credit to both of the defenses for just flying around and being incredibly disruptive. But at, at the end of the first half, I kind of felt like San Francisco was settling in and they were kind of going to walk to victory over the chiefs, which is a thing I did not see coming because the, the chiefs kind of looked like they were doing what Baltimore did in the AFC championship, just picking the worst possible time to play their worst game, at least on offense. But then the script flipped Brock Purdy. Wasn't nearly as efficient in the second half spags kind of figured out what San Francisco was doing on offense. And Andy Reid figured out what San Francisco was doing on defense. And Mahomes did Mahomesian things. And the second half of this game was incredibly entertaining. And I came away wondering if this might have been just the best Super Bowl that I have seen. And I'm not sure if I can come up with one that is really better.
1: Other than, of course, the New York Giants Super Bowls. We go back to some of those. Those were great because this is the Giants podcast. But this wasn't... Yes, of course. And we long for the time when the New York Giants will return to that type of prominence in this sport. But that does seem like it might be a little bit little bit of a ways away. Let's hope not. But Patrick Mahomes, this guy's going to be hanging around for quite a while. And he's somebody now, what is he? 28 years old, has three Super Bowl victories, four appearances in the last, what, six years. He's just kind of entrenched himself in the conversation with Tom Brady. And no one really thought that someone would do that before the age of 30. And you can also argue Andy Reid is now entrenching himself along the lines with Bill Belichick if he keeps this up too, which again, man, these dynasties, they don't come around all the time, right? And this right now with the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a true dynasty. And there has, you know, this is a Giants podcast. Like I said, there's some roots to the New York Giants with Steve Spagnola being the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs in all three of these Super Bowls
2: yeah that that might be the biggest reason why i was kind of rooting for the chiefs in this game just i i love spags i have always loved spags i love the way he calls a defense i just i have always liked his scheme and i am so glad to see him getting this kind of success i was rooting for him as a head coach but you know not everyone is cut out to be a head coach you need a a very a very special kind of mind and skill set and the ability to manage a game and be a, be the CEO of a team and you know some guys are just better as offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators and i think Spags is one of the best defensive minds the NFL has seen in quite some time maybe ever you know he i think he deserves to be in that conversation And that's fine if that's, if that's all he is, because he is legitimately great at it.
1: He is great at it. And they have, they have good defensive personnel over there with the, with the um, Kansas city chiefs and Snead, I think is a free agent this year and he's kind of risen to become I don't want to say a lockdown cornerback, but I also don't think it's unfair to suggest he's in that upper echelon of cornerbacks in the league right now. And any defense can operate really well when you have one of those true lockdown type guys. Hopefully, Deontay Banks can become that. But if we flip it to the San Francisco 49ers side of the football, man, my heart broke for Dre Greenlaw. This dude, the first the first drive, I was laughing so hard, Chris, because Dre Greenlaw was in on every single tackle that forced the Chiefs to punt. And every single time he celebrated and you knew you just saw 57 and you're like, this guy's going to have a game. I had the pleasure of meeting him down at the Senior Bowl in 2019, and and he just he had an infectious personality, man, like a big personality, like a really cool down. Like, I don't want to say down to earth type guy. Because I don't know if that's the accurate uh, interpretation of it, but just uh, somebody who really can galvanize a room, but it was also like really cool at the same time. And to see him just jog onto the football field and tear his Achilles it just broke my heart man that's that, that's a terrible thing to happen it's just such bad luck for the 49ers
2: it, it really is like I I have seen defensive players like tear their ACLs while celebrating that one kind of jumping celebration guys were doing for a little while like you know a few years ago that that resulted in a couple torn ACLs but this was so like it, it was just so random just running on the field after a special teams play and all of a sudden he collapses like yeah but I'm right there with you my heart breaks for him and yeah I hope he's able to get back onto the field for the 2024 season because he is a great player and the 49ers Uh, their linebackers as great as their secondary and defensive line are their linebackers are really what make that defense go like that is that is kind of what sets them apart yeah that and bosa
1: that and bosa of course and and the 49ers just in, and bosa was just flying around in this game he was held so many times and it just wasn't called if i'm gonna be fair the 49ers they were beat up though down the stretch of that game kittle went to the locker room ended up returning debo samuel did something that was hamstring he ended up returning as well but you could see that the uh, wear and tear of the game was starting to uh take effect specifically against the the 49ers and you got to give a lot of credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to give a lot of credit to Andy Reid and, and and Pat Mahomes too, man, because a lot of the stuff that Steve Wilkes and the 49ers were throwing at the at the Chiefs it was working, but you just give Pat Mahomes time to figure it out. He's generally going to end up figuring it out. It just seems like this guy is um truly just he's destined to be one of the best, you know.
2: Yeah, and I'll be honest, I am I think it is fair to ask if he is the goat right now at 28 years old, because he is being compared to Joe Montana to Tom Brady. He, he is being compared as he enters his prime to guys who already completed their careers and barring something tragic happening. Mahomes is going to be around for another decade. Now, will he be able to still be as effective 10 years from now? Yeah. Who knows? Will he still be as effect- as effective once Andy Reid hangs up the whistle? Because that's coming. It might not be coming in the immediate future, but, you know, Reid has been around for a long time. He is one of the older coaches. In fact, at this point, he might even be the oldest coach in the NFL with Pete Carroll kind of exiting, at least for the moment, and Bill Belichick exiting, at least for the moment. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any who are actually older than Andy Reid.
1: Yeah, he's got to be up there at this point now that Carroll and Belichick are in coaching. But, man, you're talking about just riding high at the moment. Oh, yeah. You have Pat Mahomes. And, uh, dude, you take a step back and you look at it, the totality of, of this game, right? The 49ers lost against the against Pat Mahomes with Jimmy Garoppolo not long ago, right? That wasn't that long ago. And what did the 49ers yeah. do? They've improved their team. They've improved their team. And what did the Chiefs do? Just by the reality of the NFL, they lost Tyreek Hill. Their personnel is significantly worse than it was before on the offensive side of the football, specifically from the skilled position standpoint, right? You still have a good defense. Your offensive line has improved. But you have four more years of Pat Mahomes. And the 49ers, man, you know how long they were thinking about this game, like if we're going to get back to the dance and then they get back to the dance against the team that defeated them, Chris, and they fall short in this type of manner. And God, man, that is just heartbreaking if you're a 49ers fan and that's just heartbreaking if you're Kyle Shanahan, who just now this 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 uh, whether this is fair or not, there is a reputation being developed that he is not getting it done in the big games, especially since he was the 28 to three offensive coordinator for the Falcons against the Patriots. And that's a, that's a crappy thing for a great coach like Shanahan to have kind of hanging over his head now.
2: Yeah, it really is. I, I think we could also extend this to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and Josh Allen and the bills. Like, and to a certain extent, I would say Joe Burrow and the Bengals as well. Yeah. You know, he has his own injury issues that have kind of held him back more than anything else. But the 49ers, the ravens, the bills, they have legitimately great teams. Just front to back from roster spot 2 to 53, they are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. However, those teams have the misfortune of playing in the Pat Mahomes era and yeah, that it's it, that's just kind of all there is to it. I you're not going to find a quarterback better than Patrick Mahomes. And you need to have not only a better team, but a better team playing a near perfect game. Yet the 49ers played well enough to beat almost every other team in the NFL, even with the blocked punt with the muffed punt or sorry, the blocked point after the muffed punt, you know, Mm -hmm. those two special teams plays really decided this game. But those were also only two plays. You you need to play a perfect game to get around the Chiefs, and that's just all there is to it. And it's because of Patrick Mahomes. Like he is, honestly, I think the only quarterback in the NFL right now who is not truly not a system quarterback and a quarterback who is actually able to elevate the players around him. I mean the chiefs were at a point where they acquired, they traded for Kadarius Tony to upgrade their receiving core. And he was a healthy scratch. You know, they had <laughs> Richie James out there as their punt returner and. It, exactly how many of their receivers can you name off the top of your head other than Kelsey, who is a tight end.
1: New York jet. Great me Hartman.
2: Yes. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah. called us Stanley.
1: Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're going. And that's just a testament to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I want to talk a little bit more about this game. But first, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Chris, you mentioned how just a few plays just really help sway. This, this Super Bowl. And you look at the beginning of the Super Bowl, man. The 49ers, when they got the ball, they opened the game with the football. They were driving it down Spagnola's throat, really. It, and then it just came down to Christian McCaffrey fumbling the football. You had stagnant offense for a while, and then it was a 10-play, 46-yard drive where San Francisco kicked a field goal. And you didn't have points until midway through the second towards the tail end of the second quarter. And it was, again, the 49ers who took a 10 nothing lead despite that those early struggles with that fumble and everything and at that point man i'm like yo 49ers could do this right and then you have the interception thrown by mahomes to open the half and i'm like it's 10-3 the 49ers score here man this this could be like kyle shanahan's moment and it just never happened because the defense of the chiefs just cinched down man the defense of the chiefs just solidified and then mahomes ended up figuring out the 49ers and you just saw all of this develop and then there was the fumble man well Kind of graze someone's foot, and the the forty nine er guy tried jump. It was just so much that happened in this game where I was thinking, like, man, if that play didn't happen, this entire like this could be different. Like, like this is where this is where teams win football games and history is made. And holy crap, dude, it just uh just seemed to work out for for Mahomes and and the Chiefs. And that's what just what good football players do, right? They figure it out.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what good football teams just as a whole do and you know we we can't really throw shade on or slight the 49ers because like i said in, in the first half they played well enough to win you know the saying goes that more teams lose games than win games which from a pure math perspective doesn't make sense you've got one team wins one team loses <laughs> yeah you know, that's 50-50 but the taking a step back from that you know it's like more teams shoot themselves in the foot more teams screw up and cost themselves games snatch defeat from the jaws of victory then teams actually go out and win the game this was a game where both teams played well enough to win and the chiefs just made more plays when it mattered you know you can talk about the the tactics of the new overtime change, which came about because of a chiefs game, the 2022 divisional game against the Buffalo bills, where they scored what 25, the two teams scored like 25 points in the last two minutes put together. It was that absolutely insane finish. And Dave Davis
1: is still scoring touchdowns, bud.
2: Oh yeah. And the bills never got a chance to touch the ball. So the NFL changed the rules, but I get both sides of it, of the 49ers wanting to possess the ball first, wanting to be the ones to put the pressure on the Chiefs. If they go down and score that touchdown, that means if if they can get a stop, they win. So I, I understand that aggressive mindset. I also understand the other side of it being if you get the ball second, you know what you have to do. You know you can extend overtime with a field goal. You can win with a touchdown, or if they score a touchdown, you can extend with a point after or win with the two-point conversion. Like, I I get both sides of it. I I don't think the 49ers receiving that kickoff was a game-breaking mistake. I just think that, you know— the Chiefs made one more play, really. And I got to say, the the play design on that final touchdown was absolutely filthy. That was an Andy Reid special. Fake motion on a bootleg rollout, oh, beautiful.
1: (laughs) We talk a lot about sequencing plays, and when you do so much pre-snap motion, you're going to force shifts. And the the Niners were shifting towards Kelsey so often, but you're going to act as if you're going to slip Hardman across the middle of the formation, and then he's just going to pivot back outside. It wasn't the same exact, I don't believe, and I would need the plays in front of me, but it was very similar to the Sky Moore and the Kadarius-Tony touchdowns last year, where you're just kind of using pre-snap motion to, to to establish leverage against the defense and then attacking them. And that's one of the best things that Andy Reid has done for, for a very long time, especially in the red zone area. And that's one of the ways that the Chiefs seem to figure a lot of the 49ers defense out, in the, in the second half, it seemed like it was a lot of just like play action slide. It was a lot of just kind of little passes underneath to just get Rasheed Rice the ball in space or whoever, Jarek McKinnon or or uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, who was really silent in the first half of this game and then just blew up in the second half for I think like eight catches alone in the second half. So, but yeah, dude, it's another one for the books. It, it, it absolutely was. And, you know, th- I think this is
2: going to be a game we come back to quite a few times and there will be posts and stories written for approximately 30 other teams and you know what can we learn from this game how can we get to this level and that that's a thing we are going to be talking about I think it's something we can talk about qu- quite a bit as we go, go along through the 2024 offseason because that is the level that giants want, need to get to. And it is kind of stark to see teams like that playing at that level. And then compare that to what we've watched on a weekly basis for the last few years.
1: Ah, yes, yes, that is, that is true. And I don't know how the giants can, can get here. I think finding a uh, transcendent quarterback, I think that would help. 31 it, other teams No. <laughs> yes,
2: or at least like 28 or so.
1: Yeah, because there are a few other transcending quarterbacks, but damn Patrick Mahomes is a talent. But Chris, you have anything else on this um, on this exciting Super Bowl that started kind of slow?
2: No, I just, it, I can't say this was the best game I have seen, but man, if this wasn't one of the most entertaining Super Bowls that the Giants didn't win. And also just for the future, I would kind of like an updated uh, halftime show. Nothing against Usher, not my music, but I'm also not going to poke holes in what anybody else likes, but can we get a band or something from like the last 15 (laughs) years? Maybe that that'd be nice.
1: Oh, I see. I thought you were going to go with your like eighties, like Slayer or something like that to do the halftime show.
2: Nah, man. Like, actually, if I can just put this out in the universe right now, my vote is for The Warning. Pretty new band, three sisters. The oldest of them is, I believe, 22. They've been playing together since they were six. They are absolutely phenomenal. I've seen them twice in the last two years. They put on one hell of a show. So, NFL, if you're listening, they did just sign a deal with Pepsi. Pepsi puts on the halftime show. Go for it. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. See, Chris is you're advocating for the warning. I've never heard of this man. And uh, this is something I might look into now, even though I, I'm not 100% certain of you and I have the, have the same taste in music. I still respect uh, every time we talk music because it's definitely a passion of yours, my friend. Hey,
2: I, I know you're a Chili Peppers fan. They have kind of the same. They've got kind of the same flavor. Different because obviously they don't have flea or you know, any <laughs> <laughs> or Will Ferrell on drums, but we we're going off on a real severe tangent here. But yeah, de- definitely check them out if you like if you like good guitar driven rock, you'll like them.
1: Can never forget John Franchi; either on guitar <laughs> now that he's not. back. So because I'm a fan of John, like I actually listen to John Franchi single stuff, and people are like, "Wait, he he has singles?" I'm like, "Yeah," and it's weird, and some of it like I can't even get through because it's so weird but uh <laughs> a lot of the other stuff uh single stuff like the curtains and albums like that they're they're pretty entertaining. But, yeah, that's enough about music. Thank you, guys, everybody, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here. I actually kind of like when we go off on tangents like that, though, Chris. But please, everyone, like, subscribe, rate the podcast. And also, if you could, go on over to BigBlueView.com. We're covering the New York Giants and the NFL draft extensively. We have a bunch of articles on Shane Bowen and everything that's going on with the New York football Giants. Hopefully, they can play in a Super Bowl in the near future. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.